What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Welcome to the Picture Book Look Podcast. I'm Kim Chafee. And I'm Kirstie Call. Together, we'll share some of our favorite picture books and chat with their creators to explore the journey from story idea to bookshelf. We'd love you to join us as we take a picture book look. Hey, Kim. Hey, Kirstie. Kim, did what? you just cut the cheese? No, that definitely was not me. I promise. Are you sure? I promise. It was not me. Okay. I would tell you. I would be honest. It was not me. But speaking of cutting cheese, I need you to please share your story about cheese and your grandfather, because I think everyone needs to know this story. (laughs) Let's bring a little joy. Okay. So my grandfather loved cheese. He just loved it so much. And he was a microbiologist and he did studies with cheese and invented cheeses. And once he even ate only cheese and apples for for a couple months, he was just certain a person could subsist on cheese and cheese alone. Only cheese. Cheese and cheese alone. (laughs) (laughs) He lived 18 days shy of 100 years old. So all that cheese eating must have been very good for him. Wow. Well, maybe there is something to that cheese diet. I don't know that I'm going to try it myself, but um, I guess to each his own. Um, I think if your grandfather was still alive today, he would definitely love today's book. Pew, the stinky and legendary gift from <laughs> Colonel Thomas S. Meacham, written by Kathy Stefanik Ogren and illustrated by Leslie Breen. Spoiler alert, the gift is a massive wheel of cheese. Oh my goodness. I love this book so much. We're excited to talk with Kathy and Leslie. Let's get started. Pew! Pew. <laughs> so, Kathy, we're going to start with you. Again, we love this book. It's so, so fun. Where did you get the idea to write this story? Well, first of all, I want to tell you, it's great to be here. And thank you very much for doing this. Of course. Okay, idea for the story. I was probably on doing a critique Zoom when um, when it was over. I walked into the living room. My husband happened to be watching the History Channel. So I heard the word cheese. And I'm going, cheese? <laughs> I love cheese. Yeah. Oh, I sat down to watch it. And... Uh, it was all about a 1400 pound cheese that was made by Thomas Meacham and given to the president and it, it would, which ended up with a sticky smell. And I thought, wow, this would really make a good picture book. So I was hooked. And that's, that's what gave me the idea. Wow. I love that. I love that. It's so amazing that we can find ideas from anything. Yes. It's- I was I was very happy the History Channel was on. <laughs> it, you know what? It's a great place for ideas. And I, that's something I tell kids, too, because my first book, I got the idea for that watching TV as well. I was watching the Boston Marathon and Catherine was on. So I tell kids all the time, you can even get ideas for books 
by watching TV, which they love, of course, because kids love watching TV. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. So Leslie, what made you want to say yes to working on this project? Well, when I first, uh, when I first read the manuscript, I just thought it was so fun and interesting. It was fascinating. And it was about a moment in history that I hadn't, I hadn't realized it happened and I was laughing. So I immediately, yeah, I immediately was like, okay, I can see this. I can see the characters and um, I have a background in historic preservation. That's that's something that I studied when I was younger. So that also, I was like, I, I can I can see the buildings, I can see the clothing. It just made it resonated with me, and it was something that I wanted to illustrate. Well, that's perfect and fascinating yeah. that you had all of that background knowledge. Yeah, yeah, it was perfect architecture. I was like, oh yes, the White House, <laughs> right? Yeah, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, I'm a history nerd myself. I that's what my major was in college. So, oh yeah, I, this is so right up my alley. Like you said, this little tidbit of history that you've never heard of before. Never was just about. so fun. It's just so fun. Yeah, Kathy. Like we said before, being your critique partners, we've seen <laughs> many different versions yeah. of this story. And I have to say, Kathy, you are amazing at rewriting a story like almost completely from a new point of view and just really making it fresh. And it's just as strong as like the previous version. I don't know how you do that, but you're amazing. So this story has had a few versions, all amazing. Um, Agreed. Yes. Can you (laughs) share with us a little bit about what your research process was like after seeing the History Channel bit and then what your writing process was like for the story? Well, the first thing I did was to look to see if there were any books written about this event in history or slice of history. Uh, And I I found one that was written about a big cheese, but that was a cheese given to President Jefferson way back then. And so then I found found another one that was a chapter book that was uh, like an early chapter book that was written about the big cheese that went to uh, Andrew Jackson. But it was it was it wasn't a picture book. I thought I. I'm going to do this. So my first try was a fiction. <laughs> and I had Grover Cheeseland, a little mouse, being a narrator at the White House. I have to say I loved that version. <laughs> I know, I do. <laughs> and, well, actually, my agent really liked it, too. And it was it was fun. There was a, lo- a lot more wordplay in it, cheesy wordplay in it. Um, but it didn't, it really didn't go anywhere. The uh, editor said that they really liked the history part of it because I had the history woven into the, um, the uh, with Grover and, and his tour, tourists. But uh, they said that they didn't like the narrator, uh, the, a mouse as a narrator. So I'm going, okay, let's try something different. And so I did more research and I decided to make it a nonfiction book. And I started out with a nonfiction book wrote it, sent it to my editor, decided, and we worked on it. It was getting rejections again because um, Andrew Jackson was kind of a, a questionable person in history because of his yes. legacy. So um, I wrote it one more, rewrote it one more time, taking all of the references to Andrew Jackson out, like the Hickory Tree, or his nickname, Old Hickory. And actually the press was made out of Hickory Wood, so, but mm-hmm. anything that had to do with uh, the president, I did take out. And after that, it did sell. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very it's so interesting. interesting to learn about what 
entices an editor and what keeps them away. Yeah. And really, truly, the story is not about the president, right? So taking him out. Yeah. yeah, So taking him out doesn't really change the story at all. Um, So and what is what a story of perseverance on your part, Kathy, just continuing to go back and and believing in the story and knowing that you had something there, that this was something worthy of being published and not giving up on it. So I love that. I think that's fabulous. I'm so glad you didn't give up on it. Thank you. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. I think it's <laughs> so <laughs> important. It's so important to know that you can rewrite just because you get rejections. It has no bearing on what might happen in the future if you're willing to just be flexible and rewrite and rethink the way that you've approached a story. I love that. So Kathy, do you have a specific writing schedule? And what do you do when you're stuck? Okay, when I write, I I get up in the morning, have my breakfast, and then I come into the office. And I do like the busy stuff, you know, the the emails that you get, and, and then I will sit down to write. Right now, a lot of it's being take out, taken up by promotion of the book. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's a good thing. Leslie should know that too. <laughs> um, and but that's that's I spend my time doing that. And if I do get stuck, and I can't figure out what to do with something, I go downstairs on go to the treadmill. Ooh, I love it. And I get on the treadmill and I I, I actually, I hold under the handles and close my eyes <laughs> and just let my mind wander. And a lot of times things really work out that way. So that really, that's kind of how I get unstuck. So. That's brilliant. Right. I love that because, and, and that's helpful because even if someone doesn't have a treadmill, they can go outside and take a walk, right? But don't Absolutely. close your eyes when you go outside. <laughs> no, that wouldn't be good. That wouldn't be a good that wouldn't be a good combination there. Leslie, back to yes. you and your art. I think that the pairing of this text and art are, I mean, stellar. It's just oh, so perfect. Um, there's so much to see on every page. You've done such an amazing job. I was noticing so like much. the chicken on the dog. Like how fun is that? <laughs> it's so fun. You've added so much humor in your art. Can you share with us what your process was like for the book? Sure. Yeah. Uh, the little details like that, I have so much fun with. Those are the little little nuances that you don't always, they're not necessarily integral to the story, but they add so much more. Um, yeah. I um, With the with the process with sketches, you know, you're, you're, I, at first I really take in the story, really observe, you know, what, what Kathy was saying in the text and, and uh, try to imagine the world. I do thumbnail sketches. So, and, and I, and I'm a strong believer in what you, you all were just saying about go and take a walk. Don't think about what it is you're supposed to be thinking about for a little bit and, and let it kind of ruminate in your mind. And that's where uh, ideas oftentimes come. I also do a lot of research, like visual research. So I learned a lot about cheese making, uh, going to the library, looking up some things and also just online. There were some wonderful videos um, about cheese making. And then I started looking into old photos. And uh, I know Kathy at one point had sent some photos to the art director and editor as well. So we went back and forth a little bit in that way, which helped to narrow down certain things we were thinking about, which I found helpful and started looking at costumes. What were the, what were the type of costumes and clothing they wore in the day? Um, 
architecture, uh, what were the, you know, colors of the buildings. And, you know, I drew upon my background with, with that. I knew, I knew I'm like, oh, they were actually quite colorful back then. People, people often think they're white, but they were mm-hmm. you know, yellow ochre mm-hmm. and blue and, um, reds. Uh, and, uh, I know, uh, with the white house specifically, it had changed quite a bit, uh, throughout history. It, in 1803 to 1820, which is like the time period we're looking at, uh, there had been quite a bit of changes with the facade. And so those, all those things factor in when you're, when you're doing uh, a picture book biography, um, which I find fascinating. I get really into that. And then you have to kind of pull yourself back in like, oh yes, <laughs> enough, <laughs> enough with the research. And now yes. back to, I'm, like, I'm always so impressed by the research that an illustrator needs to do for nonfiction. And attention to detail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you also want to make it fun, too. So you're like, okay, this is like the research side of it I love. And then it's like, all right, with sketches, like how do I want this to translate to kids in a fun way? So you do put in like the, the technique and the style that you do matters and the colors, but also like those little elements like you were talking about with like the chickens and just different different ways the characters you know the different expressions they have on their faces that sort of thing you know which are hilarious hilarious <laughs> so good this is such noses. a good <laughs> oh my goodness I know I love so that much spread that's such a good spread so <laughs> yeah Leslie do you create art every day and what's the hardest part of illustrating for you yeah, I definitely do. I'm always sketching and drawing. I think even when I'm not, when I, I take a lot of walks, I, I have a dog and uh, a couple cats. I have nine chickens. <laughs> Ooh. All these all these uh, characters come into the book in some way or another. Uh, my dog is black and white, so a little bit like the, the dog in the book. But yeah, when I'm taking walks, I find that's always a, a great way for me not to think about what it is I'm supposed to be doing, which then I think makes me think about it even more. So I come, I, the, the ideas kind of creep in and then I'm like, Ooh, you know what, you know, it'd be a great idea. And also sketching, I I'll sketch, you know, when I'm at the beach or when I'm taking walks a lot, a lot of times I'll have a sketchbook with me. Um, I'm also a product designer. So I do a lot of, um, I do a lot of stationary and greeting card work. So when I'm not sketching for books, I'm sketching in that sort of way. Um, so I think, you know, probably the hardest part, hardest part of illustration is sometimes trying to trying to hone yourself in and say, you know, um, what is it that, you know, I want to focus on today? Um, you know, my schedule is probably similar to Kathy's in some senses where, you know, you kind of get a lot of the busy work done at the beginning of the day. And then you're like, all right, what's on my plate today? And so I think for me, sometimes it's just focusing, you know. And uh, not being too scattered. Yeah. Yeah. Staying focused. That's hard. I think that's hard for a lot of us. Um, I'm curious if if you have a favorite spread. Kathy, you too. Is there one particular spread in the book that you just gravitate towards? I love I love the one, the big stink one where it stinks and and the swirl going through it. (laughs) Yes. The other one is I really like the cheese, uh, the where they the cheese making, and I know that we went around and round yeah. about how it was because it was really difficult to find how they made cheese, and especially that size of a cheese way mm-hmm. back when. <clears throat> and um, I mean, you can only find so much when you're doing your research. I loved, I loved the way it turned out. 
Right. Oh, that's so great to hear. That's that's what I would say too. That's one of my favorites is the cheese making spread. And when I first read it, that was actually, you know, Kathy was describing the cheese making process and I'm thinking about, you know, what you want to do visually. And and I was I was actually fascinated with that, just figuring I didn't know what went into cheese making and then trying to figure out how that would have would have come about years ago too because I saw some things online about cheese making nowadays but then how would they have made it back then so that was it was it was really interesting and um so that's one of my favorites just because it tells a story like within within the story about right. you know the the cheese making uh process the other spread i really like was the the spread that's behind me actually the final piece that i worked on and it was one where i was like all right the book the book has to get out, you know, you're trying to, you're running against a deadline. And it was actually one of my last spreads, but I really liked it there. You can see a little bit there. Mm -hmm. um, it's like, it was the map of when the ship took the cheese down to Washington. And, and I found that that was a spread that kind of ties it together with what was happening and what a great feat that was to, to actually get this so cheese needed <laughs> to go, yeah, yeah, it was, it was it was amazing, and all the different people along the way. Um, I um, I love that spread. Also, I also really loved the back matter. There are so yeah. many interesting. So first of all, both the facts and the illustrations again are mm -hmm. so yeah. well done. They work together so well, and I loved the facts especially the one about how stinky cheese smells like stinky feet <laughs> that's one of my favorite ones because the bacteria is similar it's like ooh, i'm learning new things <laughs> that's fantastic right you're not so only true. learning about this big wheel of cheese you're learning <laughs> other multiple cheese facts um Leslie, uh, my favorite spread is, is the same as yours, the one that you have behind you. And so anyone that's um, watching this on our YouTube channel will be able to see it. Um, but what what fascinated me about not just this spread, but even like the cheese making spread page um, is just how creative you had to be in order to include so much information in one page spread. And not make it look overwhelming or disconnected. I just like the way that you came up with how to depict the rivers and the buildings and and all of that, and just have it be so cohesive and that engaging is. I just I'm I'm so in awe of illustrators. I oh, really, really, thank truly you so am. Much. That that means so much to hear because I think those are the things like kind of behind the scenes that you are working through in your sketches and you, you know, you go back and forth with the, I mean, the, the, the creative director was wonderful, you know, back and forth with the sketches and how do we think it's going to work? And that's something that, um, that, yeah, that, that I thought felt came together really well. I felt like that kind of was able, I was able to do that on one spread and then work it onto the next spread. And it was able to bring, bring it to like the big wheel where you see the giant cheese suddenly and it's like, oh, this is what they're doing. And a lot of sketching and going back and forth, you know, with your diving back into your sketches and doing uh, multiple scenarios of different characters. And, and, and you did um, such a good and, job with that and showing yeah, the emotion and the expressions on the characters and the humor. That's one thing I really love about this book is that it is so funny 
you know, history is. is not stuffy. That's true. That is one That's, thing we learned from this book. That is very <laughs> true. To hear. That I think is what we were trying for. And, yes. and, and the text most definitely, I wanted to make sure the illustrations were as fun as the text was because it really was such an engaging and fun story. Um, and so, yes, all the characters and the faces and, and right down to like the dog, like, you know, trying to make him, he, he was definitely a little character I tried to bring throughout the story and the mouse, there's a mouse that's hidden into most pages of the story. Um, so I was hoping, um, that kids, I know like when my daughter was little, she would see, you know, gold bug, you know, in, in the Richard mm-hmm. Scary books and try to point it pointed out and so at the very end you see the mouse and so it's interesting to hear what Kathy's what your other story had been that there you had a story about a mouse character because I think he was pretty important in this story as well yeah that's so perfect that's very interesting because I wanted him to a mouse to be still a part of the story and so, yeah, I love the I love what you've done. With You're it, on though. the same wavelength. You didn't even have to I talk. Love it. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was so. Yeah, it was I love perfect. It. it just it just resonated with me. Yeah. So yeah, we you. have one more question for both of you, and we're going to ask you first, Leslie. When someone reads this book, what do you hope they feel or learn? Well, um, I think I hope that they learn that uh, history can be really fun. You know, that that's, I think, one of the main one of the main points is that, you know, um, wow, this is like such a funny story. And I and one of the things I thought when I first read it and not to be stereotypical, because it could be a boy or a girl, but like a lot of little boys, I thought might find it fun or kids that like to play around with humor, you know, stink jokes and that stinky sort of humor. thing. <laughs> yeah, stinky humor. Like I kind of thought like that's, you know, that's something that I thought they would find engaging. Definitely. Kirstie and I um, engaged in some stinky humor actually right before this interview. <laughs> so I think it's, yes, so, we did. it's so does. Right, right. It so does. And when you hear our intro, you'll know what I mean by that. Um, Kathy, how about you? When someone reads this book, what do you hope they feel or learn? Oh, well, the first thing I, I hope, excuse me, I hope they enjoy it. And I hope that they do see the humor in it. And then also realize that uh, American history can be so interesting. I mean, it can be funny. It can be sad. It can be a lot of different things. And then the last thing I think of when I think of uh, Thomas Meacham, I mean, his idea of this huge thing, um, he has he had imagination. He was also very he had a lot of showmanship. But I hope that um, they realize from this that you can always dream big. A big thank you to Kathy and Leslie for joining us today and giving us a look into the creative process for Pew, the stinky and legendary gift from Colonel Thomas S. Meacham. Check out the show notes to learn more about Kathy and Leslie. Don't forget, subscribing to the podcast ensures you won't miss an episode, and we would love it if you would leave a review. Thanks for listening and happy happy looking. looking!